Live from Brooklyn, New York, for Busy Sessions, this is Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Stay Busy with Armand Sather, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. I'm here for a busy session, a summer busy session. You know, we 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 broke for the summer, but we came back. You know, we gave you the Coast Contra interview. We gave you the Honestly Nevermind review. And my guy let me know that he was going to be here in New York, so I had to bring him through. But first, you know me, Armand Sather, head honcho, vegan chorizo poppy, founder of Bald Nigga Ballers. I got my above-knee shorts on. Because it's this is what we doing in the summer, ladies. Let, let him wear his above knee shorts. It's okay. He's still yours. If if you can fight, it really shouldn't matter what what your man is wearing. If you can fight, it shouldn't matter. If if anyone gonna pull up on him, just you know handle your business. But <laughs> aside from my clownery, I have with me a super talented dude. I had the pleasure of meeting him last summer, where I gave him an infamous drunk Armand, yo, you that nigga speech. He's here in Brooklyn, New York, representing Cleveland, Ohio. His debut album, Burgundy, dropped in 2020, which is highlighted by My Type featuring Baby Tate and Trust featuring Freshie. The Deluxe Red Edition came out in 2021, along with his EP, Rememory. This series given us the Chasing Love 2-pack, DreamWorks featuring Todd Zack Jr., Real and Good God. He's got shape-shifting vocals, very, very musical production, a sharp pen, and he's a humble dude, maybe a little more humble than he needs to be. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us in the busy verse, I got my guy Will Cherry here. How you feeling, brother? <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate. It. That's like the most incredible intro I've ever received in my time. I, I do what I can for the people. For sure. You know Thank what I'm you. saying? If if we're not gonna celebrate our brothers, who who is? Who is? Respected. I appreciate it. How you feeling? I feel incredible. I just I'm thankful that you guys you know let me come up here. I'm just grateful. Yeah, I enjoy New York. It's the second time here. It's awesome, man. It's just like the most beautiful city. We were in um we were in Edgewater yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And like we saw the whole skyline and the water's just like wow, this is just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I, it's crazy you're staying in Jersey. I, I like I feel like people when they come to the city they stay in the city, yeah. but staying in Jersey is a good move. There's a lot of different stuff to do out in Jersey too. Some good restaurants in Edgewater. Um but um have you been is this just a vacation or have you been like working with people, linking up for music stuff? It's more of a vacation. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted to celebrate with my girl. You know, get her getting her master's. Yeah, yeah. Want to just get a break. We've been working super hard with the music. We just did another show. Mm-hmm. Um, so just been, you know, just wanted to take a moment and get to get into a nice environment. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, like I said in the intro, you've had a very, very active last two years. I remember I connected with you. Maybe it was like 2018, 2019. You sent me some of your music then. I was like, oh, this guy's dope. Like, I can't, can't wait till he drops. You know, you've been like taking your time with it. But let's go to the beginning. Young Will Cherry. What, what, what were you doing at five years old? You know, like, where were you, and how, how did you how did you find your way to music? Um, yeah, five years old. I wasn't even thinking about music yet. Mm-hmm. But maybe around seven I was. That's when I picked my first stage name, mm-hmm. Will C. And from that age, I decided, like, I, you know, I looked up to Will Smith a lot. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted to make movies. I wanted to make music. Like, it was just a tandem. 
thing. And um, yeah, from there I just started, the first thing I started doing was making beats, then eventually started writing lyrics, mm-hmm. started making songs, and it was just like a slow process. And then really once I got into my adulthood, that's when I really started to find my voice, find what I want to talk about, and find my purpose with music. Mm. And same with like screenwriting too, I'm still in that process of like figuring out what I want to say. So this has been a, like a long process that started in childhood for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say, you, you said you know you found your purpose in music, well what is that? My purpose is to give people joy, for mm. sure. And I can, I, I feel like that's like the perfect way to put it because, you know, joy can come from feeling like you can relate to somebody. Mm-hmm. Joy can come from, you know, happiness, just happy, upbeat music, good vibes. Like I don't put any negative imagery in my stuff mm-hmm. at all. I just want to be like a the light, mm. you know? That's what I really want to focus on. And my music, like the styles, like in the Chase and Love, I just put out, there's a house song in it. So it's like, I want to make people dance. Yeah. I want to make people feel everything, all the moods of life, but I want to be the light at the end of the tunnel for sure. Yeah, I don't want you to. I don't want you to stick in that bad mood mm-hmm. for sure. And being from Cleveland, you know, they're obviously like Kid Cudi is probably the biggest artist to come out of Cleveland. If I'm wrong, correct me. I I, I could be off. Um, do you draw any influence from from him or from any like local Cleveland artists? Yeah, um, for sure, Cudi, uh, Bone Thugs has influenced me like. Not a ton, but for sure it's there. I had a song on my last project called Creep, and the hook was I've been creeping on the come up. I'm referencing them, so mm. it definitely inspired me. Um, local artists, too, like uh, guys like Tay Miles. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of local artists that I really love because we have, like, a, a dope local scene. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of love. We do a lot of shows together, so definitely, like, the local scene has inspired me to want to just keep pushing it. Mm-hmm. Sure. I've never been to Cleveland. Really, the only thing I, I've heard about is that it's super cold. Um, yeah, obviously, cool. I know the Cavs and uh, the Indians. All the, they have a different name now, right? Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, Guardians. Um, yeah. Cleveland Browns. But I don't really know much about Cleveland. So talk about, like, you know, the area that you grew up in yeah. and how that kind of influences you. I grew up in a town called Elyria, like mm-hmm. about 25 miles west of the city of Cleveland, downtown Cleveland. Um, I would say Cleveland is just, like, a really dope city because it, it has its own culture. I feel like sometimes... As Clevelanders, we don't appreciate the culture that we have. Mm. Like, we have, like, a lot of dope designers, a lot of dope musicians, a lot of dope art, a lot of dope food. Like, we have our, our own culture. We have our own slang, like, mm. all types of stuff. Like, it's a really dope place. It's, it does get very cold. It <laughs> <laughs> can get very hot, too. So mm. it's like, you know, it runs the gamut. But, yeah, it's just like a – it's a dope place that I feel like is – um, it's a place where it's a lot of inspiration for me, for sure. Like, sometimes I just take a drive and just, just get inspiration looking around. Just, just feeling the town, like, and even the, the, like, suburbs around it, too. I just always feel feel inspired. I feel good going downtown, too. Is that an area where you got to have a car, or, like, is public transit reliable? Well, in the city of Cleveland, yeah, mm-hmm. they have public transportation. In my town, we don't. Elyria, we don't have any. So you got to have a car, or you got to pay the Uber, which is, uh, <laughs> it adds up. Yeah, I'm just, I know. <laughs> my Uber bill is crazy. Right. Um, but let's get into the music, man. So, Debut album Burgundy in 2020. Yes. What was the inspiration behind titling that? And just like, well, what did it mean to reach that moment where you can put out your debut project? Um, well, the inspiration was really just dealing with grief. Mm. Um, my life just had like a lot of losses up until now still. And um, I feel like sometimes with people in general, but especially with me, I wasn't able to, you know, really process everything, mm. especially coming up young. Losing for like I lost my dad at eleven. So when that happened, I didn't really have the tools to process it. So Burgundy in itself is like referring to 
blood when it's dried, when it's no longer fresh, how do we feel now? Because like when you you know when you lose people in the moment, you know everybody's there for you, surrounding you, but everybody has to get back to the life, and you're still left with the grief. So I wanted to make an album that talked about, you know, the process of me going through everything, uh, processing it, and the outlook on how things shape my life. And it wasn't just grief through death; it was grief through relationships, you know, everything. It's the process of life, you know, having to adjust for change. Mm-hmm. So yeah. How'd you connect with um, Baby Tate for my type? Baby Tate, I we followed each other for like probably since like 2015, and um, she's from Atlanta. And I, there's another artist I know who's actually up here now named No Gum Hundo. He's a rapper, and just through you know working with him, being cool with him, I was able to find her music. So linked up with her, just a, just a big fan of her from early, early, early. So we just always talk, we'd be cool, and eventually I was like, yo, I got this song. Like, I think you'd be good on it. And she was like, sure, I'll do it. And she did the song, and she murdered the song. Mm-hmm. And she did the verse maybe, like, 2018. And mm-hmm. I sat on it for a couple of years. So I was like, I cannot waste this song. And I'm glad that, you know, it came out when it did. But she's just an incredible artist. And she's, the thing, too, is, like, by the time we were putting the song out, she was already lit. Yeah. Like, she had the song um, Stupid that, mm-hmm. like, went crazy on TikTok. And she had the situation with Issa Rae. So they could have blocked that song from coming out if she wasn't, like, put out. Like, she was cool with it, and then mm-hmm. she supported it and always respected her. She's, like, probably, she's definitely the first artist who got lit and showed me love and mm-hmm. was cool. And you know, like people talk about how the industry gets weird and people get, <laughs> but she was not like that at all. I always respect her. It's good, man. Love those down-to-earth people. Yeah, um, sure. My favorite song on the project is probably Etta. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite on Burgundy? Um... Might be trust, but I think the only reason why is trust. I, when my music, I produce my music, yep. you know, write it, mix it, everything, and I'm I become sort of like a perfectionist. So a lot of those songs on the album are kind of older, mm-hmm. so I didn't have like the ability to deliver it how I would deliver it now. That, so that was the newest song on the album. So it's really just like I like my vocals the most on that song. But as far as like you know, quality of song, probably like Vancouver or Wine or something like that. Those, those songs that have like the dynamics. That I really love, like where we switch the beat, we get into different flows, we get into different subject matter, probably those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being a perfectionist, being the person who writes, performs, produces, mixes, um, do you ever kind of get into that mode where it's tough to do all those things and you find yourself sitting on music? Like you mentioned, you know, some of the, the songs on Burgundy are a little older. Like, do you feel like because you handle every single aspect of it, does that kind of make your process take a little longer than maybe another artist who just steps in, raps, and then, you know, someone else mixes, someone else masters, all that. I think with that album, Burgundy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, because when I was making the album, I was growing as a person and as an artist at once. Like, I feel like when I started making the album, I wasn't good at making music. Mm-hmm. But by the time I finished it, I figured it out. I figured out who I wanted to be. So that definitely, with this project I'm working on now, it's just been, like, really just fine-tuning it. But there's definitely times where, like, songs get slowed down, the release of them gets slowed down. Mm-hmm. I just can't feel it, like, the song I put out recently was with Chasing Love, the second song, Love. My girlfriend, she wanted me to put that song out, and she wanted to be on the album. I was just like, man, the groove on these drums, I cannot figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then just, I had to go back to it over and over and over. I had homies try stuff to it, and nothing ever felt right. Till eventually I just found the perfect loop, mm-hmm. added drums to it, built around it, and then it came together. And now, like, algorithmically, that's probably, like, doing the best out of my songs. And I just had to, sometimes it just takes time mm-hmm. to get to where you, like, really love it, because... 
I feel like if you don't feel it, if you don't feel like you love it, it's not worth putting it out because you're going to regret it. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of tell when, like, an artist is just putting something out rather than, like, really connecting with the music sure. really putting themselves into it and as a as a consumer that that gets frustrating like when you know how talented someone is and you know what something could be and then you get some some mid some filler some throwaways like yeah. that's whack so i appreciate uh appreciate hearing that how do you feel like you grew from burgundy to rememory from burgundy memory um i grew with maybe my understanding of the depth of my music mm. of like where I could really take it. I feel like Rememory has definitely more lyrical content as we get like towards that last song. Like it's more like straight up storytelling. I tell this story on the last track about, you know, my process of literally like my dad passing away and before my dad passed away, my grandfather passing away and watching things change, like cars getting sold so we can take care of the funeral. Like and being in like I was talking about just the places I was in, I was feeling I feel like I got more descriptive. Like, I feel like Burgundy, the album maybe doesn't tap into the subject as much as it should. So with that project, I was really able to just develop more. Even with production, too, like, and mixing, I just feel like the sound of that EP is just much more dynamic. Mm -hmm. Burgundy, And I think Burgundy is dynamic, but I think it's just a step up. My, like, there's a song called Magic on there. To me, it's, like, Great song. the oldest songs. Yeah. Even with the new project coming out, still, Magic is just, like, how did I make this? Like, I feel like that about it. Cause it's just like that song, it just thumps. Yeah. And I, I'm really proud of that. Like I'm just part of the progression. And I try to push myself like with the new chase and love, trying to make a house song for the first time and put it out. Like I want to push myself with the new album that's coming out. Like it's going to be stuff you've never heard from me. And that's what I really care about is just pushing it. Cause I'll always be proud of progression. Mm -hmm. You speak of, you know, pushing yourself and trying to do different things and being dynamic. I've for the last like year, uh, or for as long as I've been listening to you, I've tried to figure out how to describe you as an artist. And those are the words that come to mind, dynamic, like versatile stuff. Like I couldn't put a genre on, on you because Thanks. yeah, you rap, but you know, you do different things with the vocals and you got house tracks and stuff like that. So like, how would you describe yourself as an artist? I'm, I'm going to just let the man do it himself. Yeah. I mean, well, thank you first off. Mm -hmm. And to me, it is kind of difficult to describe me. Um, I feel like at the core, I'm a rapper for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I'm not like a, a singer singer, but I, I, you know, manipulate things. I make it work. And I try to add like runs and different stuff like that. I look at Nick when I said, that. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I try to just add like elements that you wouldn't expect from a rapper. Yeah. I try to like push myself mm -hmm. and go as hard as I can. But like, I would say like, if Kanye West was my age now, mm -hmm. no, I'm not gonna say that sounds crazy. <laughs> actually, I'm not gonna say that. But hey, I, I love Kanye West. I feel like if he was in this generation in my age, he would maybe be trying to do the same stuff. Like, if there was somebody like Kanye West for him to listen to growing up, I'll put it like that. Hmm. Like, it's just like, like, one of my favorite Kanye albums is Life of Pablo. Mm -hmm. I feel like every Will Cherry album is sort of like that. Hmm. It's like the same sort of, like, we're going to go to every place where we're going to try to make it all make sense together. Yeah. So I would say like that. Like, if you like that album, if you like... If you like Tyler, like Elements of Tyler, you'll like my music. If you like Travis, you'll definitely like my music. He's inspired me for sure. Like, you're going to like, you know, if you like even K. Trinata Sango, like, if you like, you know, upbeat house vibes, like, you like my music too. It's like, everyone's the gamut. But me as an artist, it's just all of that, inspired by all of that, but trying to make it cohesive. I'm glad you brought up Sango. I'm curious how that connection got made, because Sango is him. Like, he's, yeah, <laughs> Sango's <he's> nice. <laughs> Bro, he's a codist, like, 
it's really two people. My manager, Marvel, uh, Big Gator Boss Man, he's like really close with him. Mm -hmm. So he's been showing my music for the longest. And um, and also my guy Todd, he's an R&B singer. He lives out here. Todd like, Zach, yeah, yeah. yeah Todd Zach Jr. He's really dope. So I was working with Todd on stuff, and it was over some Sango beats, just showing it to him. So Todd really brought the beats to me just to work and write and stuff like that. And then I gave it to Marvel, like, yo, you should send this to Sango, like, see what he thinks about it. And he sent it to him, and then from there, he was able to just, like, you know, bond things, start working, then we get Ice, my new song. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect segue. Um, you performed Ice, and talking about the new project coming, well, when, when can people expect to hear the new project? And will DreamWorks, Chasing, and, and Love be on the project? No. Those uh, tracks won't, but Ice is, like, the first, you know, offering from it. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the album, I'm still trying to figure it out, but... It's really almost, it's like 95% done. It's really like one verse mm -hmm. that I really want like to get a, a woman, a black woman to sing a verse on it. I have some like a placeholder, but I really want that, that song. So once I get that, I'll probably be ready. Like I'm trying to come out maybe August, September with the album. Yeah. And how, how do you feel like from Burgundy to Memory to this project? I don't know if you want to share the title. It's fine. You don't have to. What, what, what do you feel like people are going to get from this project that they maybe haven't gotten from you so far? Yeah, well, I haven't said I'll give you exclusive. Did <laughs> <if> that matter? <laughs> the name of the project is called Ultraviolet. Um, okay. So it's like burgundy to ultraviolet, like color theme. Mm. Um, but musically, I think it's just an even bigger step up. Like, I could play you guys some stuff. Like, it's like more house stuff, more dance stuff, but it's also, you know, modern rap stuff. It's also bars there. It's also like pure R&B, like just respect to the genre, not even trying to manipulate it, not trying to put some trap drums over it, but like just honestly going for it. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's all of that. And it's all my version of it. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it like unique. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like, it's 10 songs again. It's just, I'm, I'm super, super, super proud of like the sound of the music for sure. I feel like it's just, it's something that doesn't, it doesn't exist. Yeah, for sure. You talked about screenwriting a bit earlier, and I, I really love, you know, people who, like, multi-hyphenate creatives. Yeah. Like, you know, you could just be an artist, but using your skills to do something else as well. How did you happen upon screenwriting, and, like, what, what do you feel like screenwriting offers to your music, and maybe your music offers to your screenwriting? Yeah, I feel like um, when I would have classes like language arts and, like, reading, and we looked into books and stuff like that, it always interested me to have, like, you know, the, the the introduction of the issue, the conflict, the resolution, mm -hmm. the climax, all those different elements. So, like, with writing scripts and stuff like that and trying to make movies and looking at it from that perspective, it's such a structured thing that it makes me apply that to the music. So, like, in my album, like, we, towards the end of the album, like, there's a conflict, there's a climax, there's a resolution, like, it, it's all of that, and then we end it. Like, I would say even more than Burgundy, even though this album is not as focused on a concept, mm -hmm. there's like a clear, basically as a, you could see me develop from track one to track 10 as a person. I start with this idea and then by track 10, I become somebody else. Like, and I really love that, just the, the linear structure that you get from screenwriting. And I try to apply that to my music. I want it to feel like when you listen to the album, like we're on a journey. It's not just a bunch of songs thrown together. You know? <laughs> For sure, that definitely influenced that. Of that. Um, lastly, I ask all artists this. You had to give someone a playlist called Will Cherry Essentials, five tracks. What songs would you put on there? To so someone who's never heard you before, you want to introduce them to Will Cherry. Yeah. What five songs would you tell them to listen to? Um, I would say Magic, 
Will Cherry, Magic, uh, Love, L-U-V, that's on Death Proof. That's my first single I ever put out. The My Type remix. I remixed and put a different beat on it. That beat way more, so I just say that. Fifth song. Um, I'll say Ice. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Well, brother, thank you so much for coming through, man. Thank you. Man. Um, really appreciate you. Really looking forward to the project. Um, by the time y'all hear this, Ice will be available to stream, so make sure you hit all your DSPs, stream Ice, tell a friend to stream Ice. Um, it is aptly named because the song is cold. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this we back, we here, Will Cherry here, busy sessions. Subscribe, hit that YouTube button. It's right here. It's right here. Press subscribe. Send a link to your crush. Your ex, maybe use that to get get back in the good graces this summertime. Feel me? You, you got to get spin the block. It works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> this is Armand Sather, Will Cherry, Busy Sessions. Stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.